0: Hey guys, we're so excited because we have a fun author interview for you today with Lisa and Liz, who wrote how to save a life, which I covered a few weeks ago. Now, if you're on bookstagram, you've probably seen them interacting somewhere. They're pretty big, pretty active in the bookstagram world.
1: Yeah. And also you've probably seen this cover around. It's so pretty with like two, you know how we love covers with two, um, not they're not both upside down but two ferris wheels one's upside down and one's not on the bottom and it's like ugh. it's just it's so look good. it up we'll we'll post about it you know um these women are so amazing they've re- they've written um seven novels together how to save a life the two lila bennett's girls night out the good widow the year we turn 40 the status of all things and your perfect life And they've also
0: been friends like their whole lives. So it was cool to talk to them about how they balance such a strong friendship, but then they're also able to work together, which maybe uh, as we're friends who work together on the podcast, all of us, we got some helpful advice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this this conversation, we kind of chat about how to save a life, but also we get into a little bit about their, like uh, Kayla said, their writing style, their techniques, how they how they work together um and as always it's spoiler free so if you haven't read how to save a life yet you absolutely can listen in and hear what they have to say
0: yeah even if you just listen to the conversation that we already had on the podcast about it i think you'll be well versed to listen to this and know what we're talking about
1: yeah i don't know if we already said this but we'll link that episode in the show notes so that you can find it
0: yeah so enjoy this is going to be the best book you ever read. Like, this is your new favorite book. Oh.
1: I need to go be oh. introverted. Welcome to Books in the City. <laughs> hey
0: guys, welcome to Books in the City. I'm Kayla. I'm Becky. Oh, I'm Liz. And I'm Lisa Steinke. We are so excited to have you guys here today. I've actually been telling Becky that we needed to have you guys on because I was at that wild bookstagram night out in New York City last summer, which is mentioned in the acknowledgements of this book. So I was like, they are so much fun. We need to have yeah, you on yeah, the podcast.
2: That was a fun night, for sure. It was almost too much fun that night. Yeah. We paid for that for a couple of days, but worth it. <laughs>
0: I miss nights like that. So can you guys give us a little elevator pitch about what your book, How to Save a Life, is about?
2: Uh, Well, it's a heart-pounding, a dark, heart-pounding love story with a Groundhog Day twist. But ultimately, it's about a couple, Dom and Mia, who broke up 10 years prior. Dom runs into Mia a decade later in a coffee shop, and he asks her out on a date. And she says yes, and they go out, and then she dies
3: on that date, wakes up the next morning and he's devastated he finally had this another chance of the love of his life and she's dead and as he's going through the day he comes to realize it's the same day again and so he thinks okay i can save her we'll just do a different type of date so he takes her on a different date and she dies again so it's it's the story of dom trying to save mia's life but it's also the story of like dom Trying to figure out who he is as he's reliving each day, he's coming to terms with a lot of things about his personal life and his personal
2: relationships.
1: So, where did you guys get the idea for a book like this? Is Groundhog Day your favorite Bill Murray movie?
2: <laughs> no, actually, we were vacationing in Grand Cayman in November of 2018, and we were in the pool. And on the way there, I had been reading the Seven and a half- seven and a half deaths of evelyn hardcastle i don't know if either of you have read that um but it's a really interesting book about a man who wakes up at the same same day same party every day but he's in someone else's body that's attending the party and so he has to kind of take all the information he learns each day he's trying to like figure out what the hell's going on so i read it lisa read it and then we we kind of were like how, we just thought it was really interesting like to live the same day and then each day learn new information when you're trying to solve something. And we're like, what would that look like? And in, first we were thinking in terms of a suspense novel.
3: Yeah, we um we were, it was going to be very dark <laughs> and and then we realized that was not what we wanted to do every time we kind of played it out it just it wasn't working and and so um we'd also big fans with like russian doll in terms of, you know in, in terms of those types of shows and so we started playing around with the idea of the repeated day like groundhog day but what would our twist on it be so that's how we came up with um Dom needing to save Mia's life each day and we really wanted to do it this time from a male point of view which we'd never done before and we found to be really fun.
0: What's the difference did you find writing from the guy's point of view?
2: You know I, I don't know that there was a ton of difference. No um, I mean
0: just uh, other than obvious
3: <laughs> um, male versus female but um, you know we, we wanted to explore c- kind of like you know, get inside a different type of character's head. And when we were talking about, we didn't we didn't initially say, let's make this from a man, man's point of view, but just as we were thinking through who the main character would be, we kept sort of coming back to a man and that idea um, of, and it, it, originally when we were talking, it was gonna be that he was dying every day and trying to figure mm. out why, kind of exactly like Bill Murray. And then it it, it became a love story and then he's saving so it's kind of just like we were, you know, bouncing ideas off each other and one thing kind of led to the next, but it was it was fun to write from his point of view. We both have a little bit of a crush on him, honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you guys have written seven novels together. Can you go into what that process is like?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's me. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it's been a journey uh,
3: for sure. When we first started yeah. out, we were just so happy to be published and so we just kind of jumped in and didn't really even think about like how we were gonna do it and so um we still do it the same way we I'll, maybe i'll write chapter one and i'll send it to liz she'll edit it and send it back and we'll keep going back and forth until we're we're happy with the result and then someone else will write chapter two so we're both very much involved in each chapter and each character, and and it's fun too to open up the chapter that she's written. And there's a, there's a tiny objective that needs to be accomplished that we agree on in each chapter, but we can take it in any direction that we want. And so she actually introduced sorry she introduced Chuck, um, one of the secondary characters. Just and I was like, oh, this is a great idea. You know, so we don't talk about like down to all the secondary characters. We just kind of leave that open. So.
0: That's fun because you're kind of reading the book then as you're writing it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So how did you guys decide to write together rather than separately writing your own novels? Well, we've been friends
2: for a long time. So we met when we were 14. We were freshmen in high school um, and we ended up attending a a college together, too, about 100 miles away from our hometown. And so it was there that we... Uh, talked about maybe writing a book together. We both love to read. We both love to write. Um, We took a a theater class um, and we wrote a one act play together uh, that we actually found the other day and it's horrific. And we actually had a a terrible time writing it. I mean, like not not to age ourselves, but i almost like threw the word processor like out the window, like the IBM (laughs) word processor we had. So um, it's
0: gotten better. Yeah, Yeah. well,
2: some days, but uh, you know, it was then we started talking about it but you know you graduate from college you go out and you know you have to support yourself so we both went out and Lisa went into uh television producing I went into the pharmaceutical industry so it wasn't until about 10 years later that she approached me and we both were doing quite well in our respective industries um but she was ready to write something so it's kind of a long story from there but we 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 went through two manuscripts that didn't go anywhere we couldn't get an agent and then on the third we were uh we sold it sold to simon and schuster but it was about a six five to six year process from when she came to me and was like i'm ready to signing our first publishing contract um but i don't think either of us have ever thought about writing by ourselves i I think had she not come to me i'd be selling drugs You know, I I don't know. Legal drugs. Legal, legal (laughs) Um, drugs.
3: Yeah, it's just interesting sort of how life can just take you, like we were doing great in our careers, but mine was a career I wasn't passionate about anymore, and it was very taxing, it it was exhausting. um, And although I was good at it, I just didn't love it the way I knew I would love writing. Um, But we had to do both for quite a while. until we got to, you know, a point where we could just mainly write.
0: So we're two friends who work together with our two other friends on the podcast. How do you guys balance such a strong friendship and then also working together?
3: Yeah, um, that's been a journey as well. (laughs) Um, I mentioned earlier, you know, we just kind of jumped in, like, you know, into the whole publishing experience without thinking anything through. And I don't know if the four of you sat down and had you know, a conversation before you started about like, you know, personalities and, and roles, but we didn't do that. Um, in fact, we didn't do that until um, five books in. Oh wow! And, um, yeah. And because we'd just been kind of sailing along, it was working. We hadn't really hit any major, you know, bumps in the road. But um, when we got to Girls Night Out, it was really a, a tough book. And then when, you know, when we're both still working and then also have personal life, things going on in our personal lives. It just sort of all came to a head and we had to take several steps back and figure out, you know, how are we going to do this? Um, We have two very strong personalities, but in different ways. And so we had to, you know, kind of have our own like couples counseling a little bit to just like (laughs) figure it out. So now I think, you know, we're not perfect at it, but um, we definitely that's the business side. And then the personal side, we try to, like, I was really proud of us, I didn't even say this, but a couple of days ago we came over and we didn't talk about work at all. And it was really nice because there's a lot we could be talking about right now. And it it just felt nice to just be hanging out and not talk
2: about it. Because that happens all the time. We were really bad about that for yeah. a long time. And yeah, I think it was really affecting our friendship. Mm-hmm. I, when we would be together, we would end up getting in a work, like work talk or book. And so we'd be with our husbands and, this is the whole time. And then we're like debating stuff about and I think that we just forgot that we are friends. Okay. And, and so, you know, Lisa moved back out here about two years. We're both uh, in San Diego now, she was in Chicago for 10 years. And also it, those are really two different relationships when your best friend lives in Chicago versus 10 minutes from you or 15 minutes from you. Those, those are really different, relationship. So I think also there was a transition period when she came back. Like, you know, I wasn't used to having her here. Um she wasn't used to being here. And um you know, so I I think our friendship and our work relationship is always evolving. Mm Do you guys want to pause and I'll get rid of my dogs. Sorry about that. I have I have five dogs. Okay.
1: That's awesome. Um, so you guys have written across so many different genres. Uh, how does your process differ with each one, if at all?
2: You know, um, it doesn't really. I mean, the, the way you you described earlier how we write, right? We pass the chapters back and forth, as she mentioned earlier. And the only time we ever deviated from that was when we wrote Girls Night Out and we paid the price for that in editing. It just wasn't, we didn't execute it. it had, Girls Night Out has three timelines and our first uh, round, our first draft had four main characters, It ended up having three main characters in the final draft. But we, what we tried to each take a timeline and that was an absolute disaster. So um, I think we just stick with what we know and what we know that we do well. That makes sense. Yeah, no, there might have been
3: a little more outlining. That's the only difference on the suspense, just because that's a little trickier. But I would say that's it. It's
0: gotcha. Difference. So Becky and I are the two anxious queens on this podcast. And the way that you capture Dom's internal thoughts and his anxiety, some of it I was like, this is my brain. <laughs> like his need for routine and everything. I was like, okay, that is me. How did you go about writing him? Did you have to do any research or did you like take from personal? experience
3: the only research we really did on dom was we went and interviewed um the you know the head of a news a local news station just to get the the job stuff down because although i had worked in tv um news is very different and we didn't understand Mm -hmm. that world and we wanted to make sure that we had that right but as far as like his anxiety and his routine we just kind of pulled that out of thin air so i'm glad we executed it well Um, (laughs) in that regard um, you know we we know people definitely that are more like that and so maybe subconsciously we pulled from that but it was really just he really evolves very naturally for us
1: yeah it definitely was pretty spot on (laughs) um so Mia dies in some kind of shocking ways um some of them are my worst fear and we can believe this so it's not a spoiler but (laughs) um (laughs) Did you guys choose these kind of freak accident deaths as a way for to highlight anxiety or to highlight kind of Dom's worst fears?
2: No, although that's, that's interesting thought.
1: I mean, I I don't think we went that deep with it. I think it's
2: more, um, you know, we were kind of sitting in a coffee shop. We're like, let's list all the ways Mia can die. And so we were like, this way I don't want to give anything away but um we knew we knew before we started writing how she was going to die the first time um which is at the the San Diego County Fair on a ride not I'm give anything away by saying that um but you know um we wanted every death to be something that happens suddenly that you can't control and that probably does tap into somebody some people's worst fears I I have a it's probably the other way around. Cause like, I have a fear of, and I don't think you even know this. I'm a little bit claustrophobic and I have a fear of like my car being submerged oh. in water. And oh my gosh, add it to my list. Off the Things that you can like crack the wind. It, Like, it looks like it's a charger, but you can pull it out and crack oh, your God. window. Because, and I've watched videos like how to like get out. So I could have never had Mia die that way. I would have hi- hyperventilated Writing. Oh wow!
3: Yeah, we didn't even that option didn't even come. Up. I we didn't even
2: talk about it, <laughs> but um, I think we had her die die ways that um, you know as 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 this Dom's story evolves. Not that he's less affected by Mia dying because obviously he's dev- devastated every day, but he's more resigned to mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. with every day.
3: And we also wanted to make sure that that it wasn't the same sort set of circumstances over like who would come to the scene and how they would try to revive her and we were trying to at least just mix it up a little bit in that regard too. So that I know we did, that was one thing we did think about was, is it always going to be the same set of like emergency response teams or can it, can it be different? Can it be someone else saving her, trying to save her?
0: So kind of on that note, there are a few things that are consistent to Dom in every loop. Was that, like, how did you choose to keep these certain, I don't want to like say for spoilers, but these certain things consistent for him to happen every single day?
3: Well, there's the song, which we can talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Which he hears every morning. Um, We did want there to be something that set the day every day um
0: so that, that song would- was in my head the whole time <laughs> I was reading this book <laughs>
3: and
0: what's so
2: funny is I
3: didn't listen to it while I wrote and it was never in my head
2: but oh, I've wow.
3: listened a lot since um I don't know what that even means but um and then the other things you know because as a reader you do want to oh I remember that you know like so there's certain things that you want to make sure you keep consistent but then to and then you want to also alter things so that he you're not reading the same chapter over and over again so it was a balance we had to really you know think about it and make sure we weren't being redundant and that we were introducing that he was also evolving as he was going Mm -hmm. through so there were a number of things we had to think about
0: you guys did a really good job of that because at first I was like am I going to be reading the same exact thing each time but then there's some where he does things completely different. And I was like, oh shoot, I was like going so fast to find out what was gonna happen. Right. Thank you. Thanks.
1: <laughs> so do you guys believe in time loops in real life? I think we might. I don't know if yeah. we have the same answer. I this. think
3: I do. I mean, we did a lot of research for this. There's a lot out there. Um, and um, you know, at one point he kind of explores that. And so that was the research um that we did. And it's pretty fascinating. I mean, and I don't know if you've read dark matter by blake mm-hmm. crouch and some of those types of books really make you think like so i think i'm definitely open to the fact i mean it's just that the idea also of deja vu and just like things that you feel like this has happened before and all of that so i feel like there is definitely something that goes on
2: yeah i don't think time is linear and I, mm-hmm. I think there's i don't know if it's all going on at the same time like I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely think that there's a lot more that we don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever know like, right. our lifetime, but um, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons we write about, you know, all these, we have several like time traveling type scenarios that we've written about. And so, and we never really talk about it, but it must be something we're mm-hmm. kind of fascinated mm-hmm. with a little bit.
1: Definitely like your subconscious coming out in the writing. Um, so if you were stuck in a time loop, like Dom, what would be the first thing you would do? That's a good question. That is a
3: very good question. I think I would, um, go and like talk to an expert. I think that would be my first thing. Like I'd want to gather all the information about what was happening and was, would there be a, like a scientific way out of it? I think that would be me.
2: I think I would instantly want to take all my knowledge from the day before and just try to like really dive right in to fix everything i i'm a fixer i always want to be fixed and i'm also like super impatient so i think i would just be like okay like i'm gonna go fix this right now and i wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to Mm -hmm. probably but i think that that's that's what i would do
0: which those are both kind of things that dom tries to do Mm
2: -hmm. yes
0: right so you mentioned that you have a crush on dom if you could cast him in a movie, who would you pick? Uh,
3: Jesse Metcalf, right? I, thank too. you oh. yes.
0: for <laughs> I remember, yeah, your
3: memory. is Your remember horrible. I always remember him. He's so cute. That's a good one. He, yeah, I think he would be he he would be perfect. He I don't know how old he actually is. He's now.
2: in his mid 30s. Like, okay. So he, he's he, like he the would, new Magnum P.S. Yeah, because he was like in his like
3: twenties when he was on Desperate Housewives, right? Or yeah. maybe even younger. Yeah. Um, yeah, so
0: that's that's who we both saw and then you, what about for Mia
3: um Mia we had talked about like maybe an Emma Stone or mm-hmm. um you know we're not big casters though believe it or not and we don't always have a celebrity image although it does help when we do but for some reason we're not consistent with that um but we you know we've talked we we kind of saw her like someone um just that kind of looked like that and then just had that like you know energy and free spirit that she can have in some of her roles
1: yeah that's a good one I never when I'm reading a book I never cast the characters as, as celebrities they're just like kind of blob humans in my brain but Kayla is always casting them as people
3: I have
0: a rotation like every thriller it's Emily Blunt probably because of Girl on the Train oh, like, okay. yeah. yeah. just like I typecast for each genre that I'm reading <laughs> yeah. that's
1: cool So I've heard that music is pretty important to your guys' process. I read that you made a playlist for the two Lila Bennetts. um, And obviously, How to Save a Life by the Fray kind of has a role in this book. Can you tell us about how music plays a part in your writing?
2: Well, for me, I've gotten better. I don't always need music to write now, um, but I really prefer it. Um, You know, I have like a playlist, like moody, slow, typically slow stuff that plays as like a... um, almost like a montage like soundtrack in the back of my mind something that makes you feel an emotion um it used to be i had to have music but i i think now i actually have an office with a door now that's like a new development in the last couple years and and my kids are a little older so i have more privacy and more autonomy Mm -hmm. and i find that i actually can sit down and write without me my my my, when my kids were little i had like this office like the center of my house it, it was and there's no way, so I had to have music. Music was like my defense, mm-hmm. um, but I don't need it as much now. How about you? I'm the same. I mean, I
3: actually did not listen to music for most of How to Save a Life. I do not know why. Um, and then when we got, and when we we got to our next book, I listened the whole time. So I just there's no real rhyme or reason to how I do anything. I guess I'm opposite Dom in that way. I have no routine. I've no. <laughs> Thing I have to do, um but music is better. And I'll, I'll remember. Oh, music! Oh yeah. <laughs> and then like you can listen to like a really like you know dark love song if it's a breakup. It really helps.
0: But all are yeah, forget- in the mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like
1: that too. I forget. I'll, I'll like be working, and then I'm like, oh, music. I could listen to music.
3: I have to, like put a sign. I think to remind <laughs> myself because I, I do believe the product is enhanced. Oh, When music's involved, I feel, yeah,
2: with the right song. Right, I think some strong songs can be distracting. And my daughter, who's fifteen, she loves to try to find writing songs for me, and she's Aww, quite, so cute. Yeah, she's cool. It's because we have a lot. We have a long commute um, every week together, and. But she doesn't quite have it right. Like she's still getting stuff that's distracting. Mm. Like if you don't pick the right song, it's actually distracting. Mm. And, and to keep trying to explain to her, it's gotta be something that blends into the back of your mind. Um, but there's still feeling to it. Yeah,
3: so that's totally not how it is for me. It's funny. Like I can listen to any kind of like any kind of song.
2: See, I know you can yeah. because you've actually recommended songs to me and I put them on and I'm like, holy shit,
3: like I cannot yeah. listen to them. i like, impact. dun, dun,
2: dun, dun, dun. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs>
3: yeah but, you know yeah you're... but it but it's not always moody like right. i'll listen to country like right. just up like upbeat country or i'll listen it's not no hard rock but like um yeah i don't know what that is for me i think when i was a tv producer i had work with the door open people were coming in and so i can work with a lot of distractions um and so music for me doesn't have to be perfect it's just kind of something i'm like oh that sounds good and i can do this And I can probably, like, I'm probably doing five things at the same time all the time.
1: I would never be able to read with music that has words in it because it would be too distracting for me. I would, like, lose my place on the page. So I can't imagine writing. Yeah, or singing.
2: (laughs) I like to just be, yeah, with the the book. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had to stop listening to
0: music in my office because I caught myself, like, whisper singing at my desk. (laughs) Like, oh, people can hear me.
2: Oh, that's... (laughs)
0: but I don't work the, at the office anymore so it's fine
2: right see Yep. Yeah, there you
0: go so without giving anything away the end of the book kind of made us think that Dom's story continues maybe with someone that he met during the story mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. ever imagine what happens to your characters beyond how you ended
2: it not as much as we probably should mm-hmm. uh or as <laughs> that people that read the book do and I don't know if other authors I mean we hope he's happy I, I hope he's happy <laughs> um I think he deserves that I I think he's a good guy Mm -hmm. and I think no guy nobody's perfect right like he's flawed and you have to write flawed characters but I hope he take or we hope he takes the lessons that he learned Mm -hmm. and applies them Mm -hmm. you know I think it would be a travesty if he didn't
1: so you guys mentioned the book after how to save a life can you give us any info about what's coming next for you guys are you allowed?
3: <laughs> I, mean, I wish we could say more, um, but we're really kind of in this point, I hate to be cryptic, but we can't really say. There's not, we, um, we have written a book that would be kind of in the same vein as How to Save a Life, um, and so we're kind of playing around with that right now, but we don't know what's going to happen. So stay tuned. Sorry. I hate when well, that's you...
0: still exciting to hear something's yeah. coming.
3: Yeah. Wait,
0: for the first time in our careers, we have to give that
3: answer. So
2: yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. We're not sure. We're not we're sure not, what's, yeah. We don't know what we're doing. So but basically there's a book written.
3: <laughs> there's a book written. We don't Maybe know. you'll read it someday.
2: Yeah. We'll see. That's all we can We're kind of at a, a crossroads. <laughs> so we.
3: Aren't know, we, we all?
2: Yeah, six months will give you all the we should like, have dirty details. More and hopefully, God, oh, oh my hopefully. God, yeah, let's
0: okay.
1: Yeah, well, this is, sounds exciting.
0: Well, we'll definitely stay tuned. <laughs> so, on our podcast, we all go around and talk about what we just, what we're currently reading, and then what's next for us. So, are you guys reading anything right now, and anything you have your eye on?
3: I'm writing, or uh, writing. I'm reading. Um, he started it by Samantha Downing. Um, loved that one quarter of the way through and it's uh it's really good and then um I just read Party of Two by Jasmine Guillory um and so I've been kind of all over the place with my reading it's just not any one thing and I have um How to Be an Anti-Racist is up next I I I just want to be really ready for that one so Mm um because I want to give that all my attention but I typically swing between books, and I'm not always reading the same one at the same time. So I want to give that one.
2: So that's next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just finished Frankly in Love by um, um, David Yoon. I think he's Nicola Yoon's husband. I think it's David Yoon. Um, And it's YA, but it's the type of YA I enjoyed it. And I like YA, it's old YA. Like I would, you could buddy read it with, um, a teenager in it. It's, it's great. I mean, it, it's about, um, this uh, Asian American, guy. it's, it's a, it's really cute. And, but it, but it also has these underlying themes about race. It's, it's a really good book. Um, and then I'm reading a stamp from the beginning, um, mm-hmm. right now. And I just, I started that after frankly in love and it, it's, it's, it's like could to be more different. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, it's like a textbook. I don't know if you guys have read yeah. it. It's like a textbook. So I, I try to read like 30 pages a day and I just like absorb it. Mm-hmm. absorb it. But um, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, it, it starts in the 1400s um, and just oh, wow. talking about, you know, the, the history of uh, racism and slavery. And I, I think every single human on the planet should read it.
1: Definitely. So on the podcast, we we drink a lot. (laughs) Um, so what is your favorite reading drink and what is your favorite writing drink? And they don't have to be alcoholic.
3: Oh, um, I would say my uh, writing drink is coffee because I typically, um, write in the morning and I need to be caffeinated. Um, and then I also have water because, uh, Liz and I are huge water drinkers. Um, so I have this, um, we got these made and they say how to save a life on the front and they're like 64, 84. They're huge. Um, and then I don't usually drink when I write, um, drink alcohol, but I have a couple of times and it was red wine.
2: Oh, I knew it would be red wine. That's but a podcast it favorite. Common. It's not common. Yeah. Um, I, I would say coffee too. Cause I, I love to write in the morning. I, I much prefer it. Um, and when I'm reading, I, I don't t- the only time i oh, have reading, yeah uh, the only time i have um drank while writing is um occasionally we've gone you know either like tulum for girls night out or maui for the good widow uh, we actually wrote the end of good widow like we were kind of drunk <laughs> right? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, minute, that's I, right i uh, forgot about and that and that was like my top it was something yeah, we're tropical having some, we
3: were having, i was like, like, like it's amazing vodka pops but then it worked out Maybe I should
0: go back to that. I used to do that in college sometimes. (laughs) It always worked out.
3: When I read, I've had a glass of wine, you know, like, and sat by the fire, that kind of thing. Like, and it is really relaxing and
2: awesome. So um, I would say that I've done that. Well, when I read, I read really fast. Um, And so I don't have time to drink. I'm like... (laughs) Like yeah, I'm, there's not, nothing being eaten. There's she, nothing being drank. I don't know. How there's you do nothing. That. It is. I, I am just turning the pages. I don't. I don't. I'm not consuming anything. But in general, in life, I love a good vodka soda. Um, I'm a big like Tito's girl. So mm-hmm. maybe not while reading or writing, mm-hmm. but I still manage in between.
1: It yes, It in yes. life
2: in many many yes. ways.
1: <laughs> love it.
0: So where can our listeners find you guys on the internet?
2: So um, you can go to our website, which is lizandlisa.com. And we have uh, little icons that will take you everywhere. But uh, we're really active on Instagram. That's Lisa and Liz. And on Facebook at Liz Fenton and Lisa Steinke. Thank
0: you so much for joining us today. This was so much fun.
2: Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure.